So you want to know what's going to happen to the housing market in 2023? <laughs> Me too. So does everybody. So that's why I did all the research for the past few months. And I dug deep into this data and I read everything from everybody. So you don't have to strap in gang. It's forecasting time. What is up, my how to buy a homies? Welcome back to you, longtime homies, and hello to any new listeners out there. Uh, it's good to be back in full swing. I'm glad to have you. Uh, I did take a little bit of break at the end of 2022 because I knew I was going to have to gear up to bring you all this crucial information for 2023. Now, if you are new, you don't know this. I've been doing this since 2019. And pretty much every time we do one of these forecaster predictions, I talk to first-time homebuyers about everything that they need to know so they understand where the market's going to be going based on data, not just crazy fear. And Fortunately, I must say that so far, the information that I've been giving to you has been pretty spot on. Now, again, I'm no genius. I just research everything I can, find all the data, look all the way back in history, but then compare that to the present. So I'm still saying that I think that 2023, based on everything I've seen, is going to be the definitive year of the first time home buyers. But as always, I had to double check my work and find out what other people think. So the information today comes to you from me and my little brain, uh, as well as mostly from people all around the country who are economic experts, the people who make me sound like an expert, uh, information from Brian Buffini, from uh, Lawrence Yoon, affectionately known as Uncle Larry here in the podcast. He's the main economist for the National Association of Realtors. Uh, I've got information from some incredibly cynical economists at Bankrate, uh, and even more cynical professors of economics from really fancy colleges that charge way too much to go there, which is actually kind of ironic that these Economists are such pessimists, but they work for an institution that overcharges all the people who go there. But hey, maybe that's for another podcast. No, you know what? That's not for another podcast. Uh, I got to get something off my chest. I got an idea. How about not charging me 80 grand a year just to tell me that the economy is going in the crapper? So the point is there, you're going to hear from the pessimistic and the optimistic, but most importantly, all this information's data-driven. Check the notes for some of the main articles that I researched. I'll put all the links down there. But here are some of the headlines when I was researching that caught my eye. Realtor.com had a headline, 2023, the year of the home buyer, with three question marks after it. Housing Wire, a leading authority, says the red-hot housing market resetting expectations in 2023. Now, you notice they didn't say crash. They just said we need to reset our expectations from the hot market. And then there's a headline from a publication called Inman, another huge real estate insider. Their headline is the 2023 housing market, a real estate reckoning at hand. Now, I know you're supposed to be bummed out when you hear someone say it's a reckoning. No, trust me, this is good for you. See, they market to all the people who are in real estate. So they're basically telling everyone out there who is new or doesn't understand the market and still had a great year last year because any idiot could have sold a house. Hey, guess what? Things are going back to normal. So you're going to have to learn how to do your job. And in fact, if you keep looking at that headline, the sub headline 
underneath that said, economics and other housing experts predict that the market will be more balanced among buyers and sellers. Home prices won't change much, while mortgage interest rates will continue to dip. This is another example of understanding that the headlines out there, they're for sellers. So when you hear things like a real estate reckoning is at hand, that means that things are going to go back to normal. So the sellers aren't going to be able to get whatever they want and have 37 offers and a million people coming at them all day long. That's good for you. So remember that. Yes, forecasting. That's where I have to explain to you the difference between the bait and switch fear-mongering headlines and that other little thing that we like to call the truth. The truth is it's numbers and data. And you know, there are plenty of people out there who take the numbers and the data and manipulate them any way they want to so they can get clicks on their article. Oh, you don't believe me? Well, how many TikToks or Reels have you stopped on because they grabbed you right at the beginning with a crazy hook or a bold opening statement? And then 25 seconds later, you sit there pissed off at yourself that you got suckered into watching something with little or no payoff. That's what the headlines are doing, grabbing information. And then when you really dig deep, or in the case of that inman headline, just look at the sub headline, you realize that all the fear is just to get you to click on it. And when you read down on it, you're going to find out that 2023 is not going to be a crash. It's not going to be insanity. Likely, it's probably going to head more towards normal. So today, I'm going to give you the bulls and the bears, the positives and the negative spins. And we're going to be talking about six categories and topics that are going to shape the housing market for 2023. And the data and facts that we've got are going to be coming from dozens of different articles, charts, graphs, and so much research that I had to take a vacation at the end of last year because my brain was going to explode. The six topics we're going to be talking about are rents, rates, inventory, affordability, sales, and prices. So we're going to get deep into those. We're going to talk about rents and where they're headed. We're going to talk about mortgage rates, a topic on everyone's mind for good reason. How is that end in 2022? Awesome, huh? 7%. We'll talk about housing inventory, the quiet driving force behind almost all of these forecasts. Home affordability which is a basic algorithm of rates, prices, and inventory, which I'm going to break down all of that for you. So I know you're going to stick around because you got to be pumped up about doing math with me. And then we're going to talk about that fifth topic, home sales, which is often confused and not your fault, but confused with home appreciation. It's not. Whenever you hear about home sales, not your fault, People are going to scream about home sales are down, home sales are down, home sales are down. That doesn't mean the prices are down. That means the volume of sales is down. The number of homes being sold, not their pricing. So sales down or sales up doesn't mean the prices of the homes are up or down. Did I do that correctly? Or vice versa? Anyway, that, of course, will lead us to our last most important topic. What is going on with home prices? Now, for those of you who didn't know, if you look back at a chart of home prices, you would see they actually bottomed out a long time ago. We're talking February 2012, and they've been going up ever since. You might be more familiar with the recent activity. Maybe you've only been paying attention for the past couple of years. Well, if so, the past two and a half years, it's been a red hot housing market with complete 
insane events, stuff that we've never seen in history. Mortgage rates dropping below 3%. Bidding wars with 50 or 75 people writing offers on a single home at an open house that was more crowded than the hottest club in town. And they've even got the same kind of line outside. They don't have the velvet rope and the big scary bouncer looking dude, but it's still pretty freaky to get in there with a million people trying to write an offer on the house that you were so excited to see, and you get there right at the beginning of the open house, and there's already a line out the door. Houses were selling in hours, not days or weeks. And of course, the biggest thing, if you've only been paying attention for the last two and a half years, you've got to think this is insanity because home prices went from a median average price of $357,000 to $455,000 in just the last two and a half years. So what the hell can we expect now? Since the end of 2022, we've had tons of those clickbait headlines telling you the housing market has screeched to a halt. Well, the numbers don't support that. Yeah, it slowed down. It had to. I mean, it was racing away faster than advertisers raced away from Kanye or Yay or whatever the hell the train wreck is calling himself this month. So buyers out there, get stoked. It's time for a rad reset. Bad headlines are good for you. It's not bad meaning bad. It's bad meaning good. I like my rappers old school with big fat Adidas and giant chains and those weird hats. The data shows that we are heading into a more normal, typical housing market. But like all things, normal's relative, especially in the uncertain world that we happen to live in right now. So let me preamble, preface, and prelude a bit before I get into our six topics, rents, rates, inventory, affordability, sales, and prices. The slowing housing market at the end of 2022 had a lot of people expecting a crash in 2023, thinking it was going to continue and eventually fall off a cliff. But as I've said numerous, numerous times in a bunch of podcasts, videos, and YouTubes, I understand and empathize with that statement. I see why you would think that. But according to the facts and the data, a crash is not going to be happening. This is a correction, not a crash. 2023 is going to be much more boring than a crash. In fact, it's going to be a humdrum year. I just showed you how old I was. I used the word humdrum. Still might be a little painful as the market continues to cool before an expected uptick in 2024, according to economic experts all across the real estate industry. Yes, I said uptick in 2024. And between me and you, I kind of think there might be an uptick this spring. Like I'm talking February, March, and April. But hey, what do I know? So these experts predict a more balanced market between home buyers and sellers where prices will either flatten or they're going to just be a little bit under or a little bit over where they're at right now. And the good thing is we're likely most for sure going to see mortgage rates continue to decrease, not drop, just decrease because they took a crazy, stupid, rapid rise in 2022. And thankfully, they predict that the inventory increases marginally, which is super important, but we'll get to that later on. Because you see, it's not going to be enough to make up for the affordability challenges that are going to make this a true buyer's market where you are totally in control. So think normal. Lisa Sturavant is the first person that I'm going to quote for you today, one of the smarty pants. She's a chief economist that works for Bright MLS. Uh, again, the MLS is the multiple listing service. This is one of those real estate insiders. She said, quote, 
In the second half of 2022, high home prices and fast rising mortgage rates stalled the market activity. As demand dries up and price expectations reset, home prices in most local markets will be dropping from their pandemic peaks, unquote. And according to Tyler Marr, he's the deputy chief economist at Redfin, quote, continued high mortgage rates are likely to make the 2023 housing market the slowest since 2011, unquote. Now, again, he said the slowest. What does that mean? What does that mean for prices? What does that mean for you trying to buy a house? It just means the number of sales. It means a lot of people are going to be scared and they're going to stay home, whereas you are going to be knowledgeable and understand. If the time is right for you to make the move in 2023, you can go after it and not be scared by hearing about a slow headline because that just means prices. So he also said that he expected home sales to sink to their lowest in more than a decade in 2023 as the high mortgage rates keep housing costs up and prevent people from moving. High homeowner equity and a resilient job market will stave off a wave of foreclosures, unquote. Now, there's a lot to unpack in there. Basically, what he's saying is the market's not going to crash because everyone's got equity in their home. So don't think there's going to be a bunch of foreclosures coming. But he also says that because of that, people are going to stay put because they love their mortgage in their home and they don't want to sell it at with their 3% mortgage and go buy something at a 5 or 6% mortgage. But... The slowing, that's the thing to remember. Last year was like trying to buy an iPhone the day it comes out. You and a million people are there and you're crushing around trying to get it. Chill out, wait a couple weeks. That's 2023. 2023 is trying to go to the Apple store on a Wednesday morning at 1130. It's just you and the soccer moms and you're gonna get service quick and get that phone like that. But keep in mind, side note, if interest rates drop to 5% in March or April, bidding wars are going to come back hardcore. Just saying. Now, as far as the overall economy goes, Fannie Mae uh, put out an article, said that they were expecting a modest recession in 2023 with a predicted negative 0.5% in the GDP growth before the economy expands to 2.2% in 2024. Great. Love all the Macedonia. What the hell does that mean for me? We're getting there. Another smarty pants is Doug Duncan, the senior vice president and chief economist at Fannie Mae. And he was one of the people talking about the recession. And he also said, quote, the economy has caught its breath in the second half of 2022, but that doesn't change our expectation that it could run out of air in early 2023 via a mild recession. We expect housing to continue to slow, even though mortgage rates have come down recently. Home purchases remain unaffordable for many due to the rapid rise in rates over the last year and the fact that home prices, though certain slowing in some places, even declining, they remain elevated compared to pre-pandemic levels, unquote. Another one of my favorite people to read is Danielle Hale. She's the chief economist at Realtor.com. Anticipates that everyone in the housing market, sellers, buyers, renters, may be, quote, underwhelmed in the next year in what they she is calling a nobody's market. <laughs> That means not friendly to buyers or sellers. You always hear people talk about buyer's market or seller's market. She said it's going to be just a nothing burger on nobody's market. She said this, quote, 
The slowdown in home sale transactions that began as the mortgage rate surged in 2022 is expected to continue, leading to a moderation in home price growth and tipping housing balance far away from the sellers. But with mortgage rates continuing to climb as the Fed navigates the economy to what they're trying to do is a soft-ish landing, a moderation in home price growth will not be enough for the housing market to be a buyer's bonanza. Instead, home shoppers will enjoy advantages such as growing number of homes for sale, but the cost may remain high, challenging affordability at a time when overall budgets continue to get squeezed. You know, it sounds like she's talking out of both sides of her mouth, but she's really just giving you the deal. It's going to be a flat. It's going to be nothing. You're going to be going through a recession. There's going to be homes to buy, and there aren't going to be as many people out there trying to buy because it's not going to be as affordable as it used to be. Does that make sense? Of course it does. Everybody wants it to be perfect for them, but it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be you figuring out if this is the right time for you to do it, and then understanding the advantages of a soft market means you don't have to fight the crowds. You can't have it both ways. Either you get tons of crowds and super competition and get an incredible deal, or you get no crowds and you get a house at a slow time of appreciation. So if you're waiting for some insane crash before you finally decide to dump your rent, get rid of your landlord, well, the smarties who study this crap for a living, they don't think it's going to happen. Realtor.com said this in their predictions article, quote, the bottom line, home buyers and renters hoping for some financial relief in 2023 will likely be disappointed, but they won't get whiplash either. The dramatic swings and wild gyrations in the housing market are expected to taper off as the real estate ecosystem continues to slow, unquote. That is perhaps the greatest most mixed up mixed metaphor I have ever heard. We went from whiplash to gyrations to tapering and ecosystems. Damn. Can I say that on a non-explicit podcast? Can I say gyrations? Now, a lot of this information I like to try to put out on some of my videos on Instagram and TikTok, uh, also on the YouTube channel. So if you're watching this on video, you're going to see this chart that shows that the home sales, the number of homes sold, remember, that's what home sales means. It has dropped below the 2019 levels, equaling the same levels we had during the pandemic when nobody knew what the hell was going on. But remember, the recent numbers that we're seeing that are equal to the pandemic numbers where everyone felt like time was frozen, this is a combination of things. Yes, it's a slowdown for sure, but that mortgage rate hitting 7%, it also fell in line with the traditional slowdown that we get. From Halloween to New Year's Eve, the housing market always slows down. So let's wait and see how things shape up here in the first few months of 2023. Rates have dropped from that 7% and more inventory is gonna be coming out in January. So let's see how things go. I guarantee we're going to see an increase in the number of homes sold for sure. Guarantee it. In fact, while I was on vacation from day after Christmas to January 7th, I actually had more listeners reaching out to me for unicorns than I did for the two months before that. Now, that doesn't mean I want you to jump in and do it because the rest of the crowd is doing it. I think following the masses is not a good idea. Your plan should be your plan. And I just think it was a bunch of listeners who had some downtime during the holidays and they've been listening to me for six months or a year and they realized this is a good time for them to get everything together for 2023. 
your plan should be on your variables and your factors, not the headlines. But I can tell you this, if you think that you might be in your position to make a move sometime in 2023, well, then the time to start planning was when those people did, yeah, yesterday. And if you want to understand how this all works, I did have a ton of listeners reach out to me in the middle of 2022, and they wanted to start their planning. And many of them didn't panic when rates went from 6 to 7% for their mortgage. Instead, they stayed the course. They kept planning and working on their finances. And when the poop hit the fan at the end of the year, they snatched up homes at discount prices. And many of them even got tens of thousands in seller credits. What? Yes, I said it. Seller credits were back at the end of the year as these desperate sellers tried to dump their homes because a lot of buyers ran when they saw those high interest rates. Seriously, I had one unicorn in Utah help five different buyers close on their homes with credits back to them and discounts between Christmas and New Year's Eve. So plan up, people. All right, I promised you six topics, rents, rates, inventory, affordability, sales, and prices. But it looks like my preamble of facts and quotes from the Smarty Pants ran a little bit long. So I'm gonna break this up into a multi-episode forecast. Episode, what is, is that a word? Episode podcast. Look, don't go anywhere. I'm gonna end this with the first topic, rents. Before I get to that, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you won't get to the next five topics directly sent to your phone unless you do that right now. Subscribe to the podcast, write a killer review, share with your friends. You can text it to them right now. Now, the five stars are nice and I appreciate it, but if you take a little time and you write a review and share it with your friends, then we're gonna grow even more. Power to the people. Let this revolution grow. Share it. And for you homies waiting for the big 2023 announcement, I've got some more things coming after this forecast. We're going to do everything we can to help you out this year. Hang with me. Okay, topic number one. Now that you've got a whole big picture of how this goes, let me give you the facts and figures behind all this data. Rent. So you want to cry? Find this video on the How to Buy a Home podcast YouTube channel or check out my Instagram at David Sedoni or my TikTok at How to Buy a Home because I'm going to show you a chart. Put the chart up right now. There it is. How's that? Now, if you're listening and you can't see this chart, it's real simple. It's the median price in rent since 1988 to 2022. So here's all you have to do. You hold up your phone. And I'm helping you visualize it if you're an audio listener. Hold up your phone vertical. Now put your finger in the bottom left corner. Now drag it slowly, 45 degree angle across your phone. Great. Now halfway at the middle, stop. Now go straight up to the top right corner. There, there. Now go straight up really hard and slam your finger because that's rents. According to my local newspaper that copy and pasted an article from Bloomberg, more than half of U.S. renters say that their annual bill climbed at least $1,200 over the past year, according to the Census Bureau. That means no one, no one avoided a hundred bucks more a month. 32 million people were pulled from the census and the average was 100 bucks a month for everybody. And 2.3 million renters said their increase was more than $500 a month. And it's not just in the bougie places with all the ritzy doorman buildings and the fancy people that are paying more. No, 1.4 million renters with annual household incomes of less than $75,000 reported that their monthly rents were increased 
more than $500 a month in the last 12 months. Now, I don't know about you, but my first apartment was 500 bucks when I was making under $75,000. I can't imagine my rent going up $500 a month. And from what I've learned talking to a bunch of different listeners across the country, that's peanuts. That's nothing. Some people saw it go up a thousand. I had someone in Texas that said their rent was going up $2,000. Yeah, this isn't just the big cities. New York City is not the main culprit here. In fact, the increases were much smaller in New York City compared to Phoenix, Seattle, and Miami. So yeah, what's going on with rents? Well, in the last five years, rents have almost doubled. So hey, if they slow down a little bit this year, it's not like you're going to get a ton of relief. You're already stretched to that point anyway. So you know how inflation sucked for everybody in 2022? Well, guess what? It sucked for your landlords too. I've had a ton of listeners that tell me when their 2022 leases were up, their new leases came down and their landlords jacked them up 10, 20, 30%. Despite what the headlines are telling you about rents going down in some areas. Remember, it's going down from the ultimate ridiculous top. It's just dropping a little. It's not coming down anywhere near normal. And this is what the economists at Realtor.com say. With the 2023 forecast that anticipates home prices and rental prices will keep climbing next year and the increases will be much more modest as the huge surges we've seen earlier in the year. So they're saying, yeah, it's not going to drop, but it's still going to go up. It's just not going to go up crazy like it has. I understand all these clickbait headlines that tell you the economy sucks and that your landlords are hurting, but make sure you understand and look at the data, the vacancy rate. Here's a big data that I did some research for you. Vacancy rate. That tells us how many empty apartments there are. And I went to Fred. Once again, why Fred is the authority in gathering home data? I don't know, but it's Fred. Google it. You'll find him. So Fred, not a person, a bank. Fred showed me the vacancy rates and said that vacancy rates hit the rock bottom at the end of 2021. Only 5.6% of uh, apartments and places that were being rented were vacant. So landlords knew they had things going on. Now, it's gone up since then, yes, and currently the vacancy rate's floating around 6%, but the clickbait headlines are going to scream, vacancy rates are up. Well, it actually means they're up from the bottom, 5.6% vacancy rate back then. Do you want to know the scary numbers? In 2009, vacancy rates were 11.1%. So sure, it went from 56 to 6%, but... It was at 11.1 in 2009. It's been dropping ever since. The reality is that inflation is up and unemployment is down. So landlords are free to keep raising rents until nobody decides that they want to pay their new rents. But people need a place to live. And yeah, they're paying inflation, but most of them out there still have jobs because unemployment's low. And if they don't buy a home because the mortgage rates scare them, what are they going to do? Rent. So they're going to come out and they're going to pay. So, yes, the vacancy rate has gone up 0.4%. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a squeeze on the landlords. I mean, a little bit, but that's not going to stop your finger from smashing the right top corner of your phone. Economists say it's going to take one of two things to tame the rising out-of-control rents. It's either the Fed raising rates even more to force a recession or an increase in housing supply sufficient to match 
the rising demand. So in scenario number one, a recession can sometimes cause rents to go down. And we expect a recession in 2023. But if you're deciding to stay put because you know a recession's coming, that shouldn't be the reason for you to wait it out, hoping for a lower rent later. (laughs) You should be planning now. And if we hit a recession, well, that's maybe when you want to figure out how you can buy a home. I know buying in a recession sounds weird. Actually, no, it doesn't. This is when wealthy people do things. It's economics 101. You buy low, you sell high. And in scenario number two, to reduce rents, an increase in housing supply sufficient to match the rising demand. Well, truth bomb, that ain't happening. Housing supply is going to be nowhere near demand. And we're going to get into that in the inventory section of my remaining five topics, rates, inventory, affordability, sales, and prices. So hang tight for the rest of the forecast because I'm not just going to toss out some predictions like I have a crystal ball and I can give you all the answers with some cute, quick fortune cookie summary. I prefer real facts and data from both sides so you can be educated to the fullest extent. And if it means you have to deal with me for, I don't know, your workouts for three or four times this week, deal with it. I'm going to make you sweat. Ooh, make you sweat. Name the artist. Come on. Name the artist. Video guy. Rihanna. No. Going to make you sweat. Everybody dance now. Name the artist. Stupid young people, it's CNC Music Factory, baby. 1990, Gen X in the house. Oh my God, I've been studying this stuff for too long. Look how crazy I'm going. Go to howtobuyhome.com, ask David. There's a button right there. Ask me a question. Stay tuned for the rest of the forecast. 2023 is gonna be the year of the first time home buyer. And if you wanna, you can do this.